Hey guys, I want to welcome you back today. Uh, man, we're kicking off a new component to Real Talk, and uh, this is where we are introducing a Open Forum Friday. We've been asking you for responses for you to send us on subjects that you'd like to talk about, and today we are going to be tackling one that is very popular, and it's a buzzword around many, many communities, and it's about partnerships. And uh, today, everybody seems to have a preconceived idea of what partnerships should be. And it's like there's already these imaginary lines that are drawn, and there's several uh, aspects to partnerships. What can I get from somebody, and what can I give to somebody? And how can the two of those walk together and begin to be significant? But today, we want to kind of take a different look on it. I've had the privilege for a while to be walking out and doing life with a fellow pastor, and he's here with us. So uh, I want to welcome today to... Our podcast, Pastor Vince Smith with the Circle Church. Pastor, why don't you give us a shout out, man? Thanks for being here today. What's up? What's going on, friends <laughs> and family and all of you um, nice people in the podcast world? I have a few things to say, and I'm not really sure if I'm qualified to be on a podcast, but we're going to take a shot at it. Thank you, Pastor. And one of the things that you I want to talk to you about, though, is because we've been spending some time together uh, doing life. Doing life together is a great way to put it. In. That's a good buzzword. And, uh, I love doing buzzword, life. Doing, doing life. life. Doing life together. Doing life. And, uh, and doing it in the city. You know, we've been beating some streets together. And mm. I think one of the things, uh, I've just been, uh, Pastor Vince planted a church here a few years back in Alexandria, and I've just been trying to see how Family of Grace can help the Circle Church and accomplish all of its goals and visions and dreams. And in the conversation one day, matter of fact, leaning on the back of his pickup truck, this phrase came up, we need to reinvent the value of partnerships. And so, Pastor, let's just kind of jump into that for a few moments. Let's uh, do it. Man, what, what is that? Man, you, you, you sent my mind a racing when you shared that. Dale Earnhardt, Jr., of course. Junior, absolutely, and and one of the reasons for that is because, you know, you know what it did? It erased the whiteboard that had yeah. all of the agenda, mm -hmm. you know, like all the talking points mm -hmm. for what partnerships should be and how they should be mutually beneficial. Matter of fact, it really pressed me to think about this. Sometimes in partnerships, one person gives everything, and the other person can't give anything until they become strong enough to really begin to contribute back. Hmm. And uh, I want to say thank you, first of all, for sharing that phrase and uh, for clearing the mental whiteboard on partnerships in my life. And I think I've been driving you crazy ever since then about what that looks like. And so it's let's okay. just talk I about that it. for a few moments, about what that means deep down. Uh, when we hmm. really think about, you know, partnerships, partnerships, partnerships. But what about it when we re when we are when we are erase the whiteboard of success and say, now what does it really look like mm -hmm. to partner? Well, partnership is going to have several different categories, but I think um, regardless of the category, when you're looking at it, you're really talking about um, what benefits each person. 
um, and what way can each party uh, help one another. But sometimes I believe when we look at partnership, we're looking at um, some of the negativity that comes around from it. Um, but we've got to be careful that we don't ex esteem partnership to be um, uh, uh financial all the time, especially in the church. We talk about partnership immediately. The first thing you think about is money. It's how can we go into something as it relates to um, how we share dollars, how we share resources, how we share facilities. Um, but it's almost uh, partnership can also be uh, in a relational capital. It's um, it's like when you're in high school and you are intentionally trying to maneuver yourself to the popular table at the school. So you will then become um, popular by association uh, rather than that's actually who you are. And so sometimes people want to partner because there is a relational capital that one party has that another one doesn't. And in exchange, it's an exchange of goods and services. I'll take your relational capital, you take my financial capital, whatever it may be. And so I think when you have to look at the negative connotations first, because it always seems we talk about partnership, it's what do I get? It's the selfish aspect of it. It's how, how, what am I getting out of this? What's, what's in it for me? And I think the reinvention of partnership is how can I give it away? But two, how can I give it away? And I do not care. That's what you kind of uh, was sharing with me. It's like, um, how much good could we do if we didn't care who gets the credit? And so partnership in giving away should be the new norm. And so when you're erasing the whiteboard and you're saying, I really don't care who does it. I just want it done. That, that's a good point. And, I, and that's one of the things that really kind of put me connected back with you again, because as a pastor, you know, and I realize the need in central Louisiana is so great that mm -hmm. there is no church. Boy, I hate to pop some pastor's bubbles, but there is no one church that can really meet the needs, all the needs, and really make a huge, measurable impact on, the, on central Louisiana by themselves. Mm -hmm. um, there's no nonprofit that can do that by themselves. Right. And so the day that I realized that, Pastor Vance, boy, it so freed me. And then I started talking to people about partnerships, and then it almost began to kind of scare them away mm -hmm. because they're looking at that, and they're like, okay, well, so where's the agenda? I think that's one of the things that so many people have an agenda, and in that agenda, it, it the mission gets lost so many times. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a great example of that is the Taj Mahal. You know, we got so in engulfed and in love with the idea of creating this one of the wonders of the world that is now today that he forgot the reason that he built the Fraslin thing. Mm. And I think a lot of times in nonprofits, that's what happens. You mm. know, ah, man, we, we have this noble deed, but nonprofits and partnerships, they need so much resources that right. we get so sidetracked with the resources that mm -hmm. it really we almost lose sight of the mm. the goal, which is all the hurting and the brokenness that mm. is that is out there. Well, you think even right now about business partnerships, people that are starting to understand um, the importance of 
I'm going to be great at what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure out how you're doing what you're doing, and let's do it together. Let's talk about my frustration right now. It's the NBA Finals that's going on right now, and because of partnerships that are being messed up right now, DirecTV will not allow me to watch ABC through my network. And the reason I have DirecTV is because of the partnership that it has with AT&T. Now, they're two separate companies doing two separate things that decided they were going to come together and package and partner what they were doing. You, you see that, um, I believe, Hulu and Spotify is doing that exact same thing right now. So it seems like the rest of the culture has found out a better way to say, listen, we can't do this. Actually, we can, but we're going to allocate our time and our resources on doing the things that we do well. And instead of us trying to reinvent the wheel, let's just link up with you and figure out how can we win together. And so if our churches and if our um, not just, you know, nonprofits and churches alike, but if people would get more of an understanding that we can all win together, um, number one, but then two, we can all win for other people together. Because in, at the end of the day, AT&T, DirecTV, Hulu and Spotify are all services for people. Mm -hmm. And so if we can figure out a better way for the church to partner, to offer services for people, we'll be ahead of the head of the move. One boy, you're right on that. And one of the things uh, ever since that day that we had that conversation some month ago, um, I've really been looking at that relationship with Jonathan and David. Mm -hmm. After we That's talked good. about that. I went back and I started rereading that relationship with Jonathan and David and how they almost had the fireman's mentality motto before they ever had it, which was, if you go, I go. If I go, you go. And even from the time they met, and man, they came from uh, two opposite families. You know, one was the king's son and one was going to become the king. And uh, man, that day when David, uh, you know, John when he said, man, tell me if it's okay, you know, and he went out in the field and he said, if it's okay, I'll shoot the arrow and, and say, it's, you know, go a little further and this and that. And man, Jonathan let David know that his father was after him because when a partnership goes south, because think about the partnership with David and Saul, how that started, man, when his spirit was so troubled, David come play music. Mm. And it would soothe his spirit, but now mm -hmm. he hated him mm -hmm. because of jealousy. And and even in the end of that partnership with Mephibosheth, when when David said, "Is there anybody left of the house of Saul that I can show kindness to mm. because of Jonathan?" Mm. And and Mephibosheth was a guy who was lame in his feet, and 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 um, he said, "Why should I eat at the king's table? Who am I but a dog?" And and David said, "Man." You're no dog. You know, I had a partnership. And, and man, I've just been thinking about that, and I've been reading that, and I hadn't told you that to this exact moment. But, mm. man, what a partnership those two guys had from two different worldviews. One was going out. One was coming in. But yet they were continually complimenting one another mm. and growing in that relationship. And, man, Pastor Vance, the need is so great. And I think as you were just speaking a while ago, I was thinking about that because if you think about everything that seems to be wrong in the world today that's leading us up, up, to othering, you know, instead mm -hmm. of togethering, mm -hmm. 
and like all these things that are coming up that is forcing us to go apart instead of coming together. When you think about um, uh, addiction and substance abuse and and you know broken, when you just think about all the degrees of brokenness that is sweeping our city and their own one team, think hmm. about that. Hmm. If all the broken people had the same jersey on, whether it was addiction or whether it was uh, sexual um, um, addiction or, or, or sexual uh, misconduct of, of rape or something of that, and you know somebody being broken with that, and, and all of that brokenness, and then down to the, to, to the white-collar crimes, you know, and all that right. leading to hopelessness and that all being on one team. And then we think, okay, man, I'm a pastor of a, I'm a pastor of a church. I'm going to come in and confront that and change it all. Mm. Man, we're so outnumbered. Of course, if God's with us, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we are in the majority. But, man, I am so looking forward to redefining what partnerships look like. And we're all going to have um, a perspective differently on the exact same problems we're trying to answer these problems that we see the best way that we know how but the beauty of partnership is that we have the same goal but we see it differently and so you're going to see facets of it i'm going to see facets of it different people are going to see um, different facets of it to make it better in the end and so we teach that um, in our church staffs, we teach, we teach that, um, we teach, you know, team building and unifying and, um, the differences of perspectives and how they make the team better in our own unit, but then never practice that, um, with other teams. And I think some of that is because, um, we, we are scared that people's culture is going to be different than our culture. Now I will say that I know that, you know, uh, much more about that. So I'm going to ask you that question. How important do you think it is in partnership for people to have a culture um, that matches? It may be different, but they need to understand the importance of um, who you are. That culture is the, is your DNA. They may not ag- agree with it. They may not be um, just like it, but how important is it for um, when we're partnering to understand um, to understand each other? I think the reason that we're excited about partnership is because we're two guys that understand each other uh, and have a similar, um, a similar bent, a similar leaning, but yet we're still very different. Mm-hmm. So I still think it's important to understand culture when you do partnerships. So it's jump well, on that's, that. that's a great question. Um, man, in that dynamic, it's, um, you almost have to look at it as two different cultures, a culture of function and a culture of dysfunction and a culture of health or a culture of lack of health. Um, and, and in that, you, you identify a culture that we want to attack the dysfunction, you know. And so then you begin to realize, okay, so if we have to have unity in what we're in the culture that we're setting to make a difference in. And then we realize, okay, so if I'm completely different than this, 
uh, I'm different than you. We have the same leaning. We have the same passion. We same that have the same heartbeat. I moved to Alexandria in 2005, and I wanted to make a difference in Alexandria. I wanted to physically be able to see the change mm-hmm. that's, that, that we could make in the dysfunction in our city. Mm-hmm. What year did you move here? 2015. So 10 years later, you moved here with basically the same passion. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad that I realized I had given 10 years, and I can't see – I can see measurable – changes in individuals but not like i can't see the city changing the sin law changing and um that's when i began to realize man i had to find partners because because it's too great and and well the reason you want to find a partner right now brad is because your goal um is different than some of the people who are linked up with you I, i think i think that's the the picture of you can find people who may be against what you're against, but not for what you're for, mm. you well, know? And so I, I think that, you know, we're against seeing in, you know, injustice and, or we may be where we're for seeing the gospel move forward. Or there might be people saying I'm for seeing the gospel move forward, but um, I'm not necessarily against, um, you know, these injustices that are happening to the people in our city and we feel the need to, well, I want to just, I don't want to just fill my building. I want to reach my city and make an impact. And so I'm thankful for the gospel that that's making an impact on the lives of people that are a part of our family. Mm -hmm. But if we call Alexandria our home, then Alexandria as a city is our family as well. And so I want to see impact being made on folks who may never walk in our doors. That's one of the things you've been teaching, teaching me is, Mm -hmm. um, how big is your reach? Is it inside of your pond? Are you trying to go, um, out and fish in the waters in the deep? And it's it's not enough to, to um, try to go into a stocked pond. Mm-hmm. Um, you you know what you're going. You know if you if you tend to that well, you know what you're going to end up with. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think so much we we have so missed the mark in the Western Christian identity that we have come to that we have lost sight of what the goal was was to impact the area where God planted us, invested our life. So if we can have unity in a new culture that says, hey, the new culture is this. And I think this is where that saying, recreating partnerships, really takes off is because it's no longer about my church, but it's about my city. Mm -hmm. And so I realized, man, for my city, I need to partner with you. Because we we talked about this, just the difference of the the culture, which is the question that you asked me. So I remember saying to you, well, this is an honest admission here when I told you, well, honestly, Pastor Vince, you would probably be more qualified to lead my church and I'd be more qualified to lead yours based on where we've been, Mm -hmm. where you currently are, and where I currently am. Neither one of us has passed where we are currently traveling before. And so, man, the fact is that we need different cultural groups of people and socioeconomics dictates culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it dictates your style and how you live and where you go and how you go there. And so we have to figure out how do we recreate partnership that brings in people from a, in a multicultural dynamic that is rallying around one culture, which is to attack the dysfunction that is destroying the families mm. in our city. Mm. And you can't 
be a part of that culture if you don't see that there's actually dysfunction. Mm. And being able, and when you live in a city like Alexandria, um, it's almost hard to not see it. But if I can um, plan my day, if I can plan my life to where I never have to run into areas, people, systems and structures where I never see that I'll be tempted to believe that nothing is actually wrong in where I live and so it's it's kind of like when you're living in your home if you make adjustments to how you um how your wardrobe is when you walk outside of the house based on how it feels inside of your home you're gonna be in for a rude awakening when you open the door because where you what you can do in your home is create a false climate, you Mm -hmm. know? And so you're in a controlled environment in a controlled space. You'll never actually feel what it's like outside until you actually go outside. Do you think that's one of the challenges is that we have lived behind the sheetrock for so long that we live in this false climate? And, and, um, because regardless of where, what zip code you live in, Hmm. dysfunctions there. Well, the degree I, of the dysfunction is different yeah. and the style of it, but it's it's the brokenness. Yeah. I tell you, I tell you what, to quote the great theologian Kanye West, I believe he has a song called <laughs> Drive Slow, Homie. And one of the um, tenets of that song is there's things that you see when you're going at a certain pace. And if everybody's going so quickly and so fast, and if you never get a chance to slow down and see what the pace is, there's there's different things you see on walking your neighborhood versus a drive through your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's different things that you see versus driving down 49 versus driving down Jackson. It's all your pace determines what you see. And if people That's are good. going too fast, you're not going to get a chance to see it's like, Man, it's, it's kind of like, that's what I love about Alexandria. Have you noticed, um, I don't know why we decided to do this, but I'm here for it. If you drive under Jackson Street Extension right now, mm-hmm. there is a hot pink um, glowing lights right under um, that overpass mm-hmm. um, between uh, that Chick-fil-A connection and right over there by, the, uh, by those gas stations over there. And people are asked, like, why are they spending so much time right here lighting up and doing all of these sidewalks and things like that? It's like you never think about that unless you've had to walk across that right. intersection before. Right. You don't see the need for mm. all of that work. You don't see the need mm. for all of that lighting in that area mm-hmm. if you've never had to cross walk. Cross it on foot. You cross it on foot, and you see how safe it is for those people mm-hmm. who are walking across there and need that light when they're walking in the middle mm-hmm. of the night going from place to place. And so if you're never at a pace, or if you're never a foot soldier, like you say, um, to be able to see it, you won't see the necessity mm-hmm. and needs um for something like that Mm. that's one of the reasons every summer with our college interns we put them on the bus and send them to assignments for the whole day Mm. so they can feel that weight of that what it's like to live with no transportation hey man what man what a great uh act there from the great theologian Kanye West and and you know to really to really press in on the multicultural dynamic that you and I have to quote the great theologian Jerry Clower he mm. says teach me something when he was coon hunting mm. he says somebody 
needs to shoot up here amongst us because we got to have some relief. Hmm. And I think that's why we have to redefine partnerships because because there in is partnerships, some families. There's Jerry Clower and, and there's Kanye. Kanye. I mean, we, and every we family, every family needs some relief. Hmm. That's good. Pastor Vance, I, I know we are in the baby stages of this. And for our audience out there, we will we will be you will hear more of this redefining partnerships. The whiteboard's still empty, actually. Hmm. Um, we, we have been having I love a ongoing conversation about this for about four weeks now. But, uh, man, we need to slow down so that we can see so we can see the relief that families are needing and get out of our high and mighty loft hmm. that control climate man what a word hmm. man if you're out there and you're living in a controlled climate and you're living with a false perception i know in your false climate there's hurt hmm. man because uh it doesn't i mean look we have parents whose kids they don't have two nickels to rub together and parents don't know how to spend all their money both ends of the spectrum and the kids are struggling with the same thing hmm. racial struggles uh drug addiction sexual uh, frustrations and sexual orientations and trying to figure all this out and it's going to take more than me and you hmm. man look we need some of you other pastors and leaders and nonprofit leaders and political leaders business leaders to come to the table and say i want in yeah i want in on redefining what partnership looks like because our city needs us yeah pastor vance thank you man good words thank brother. you for sharing and uh hey uh guys if you're out there and you're just thinking man i don't know how we're gonna make it i don't know how we're gonna how how will my kids ever get through this how will we ever have victory over this i just want to remind you to just please, please stay humble and hustle very hard. Till next time on Open Forum Friday. Have a great week.